Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. As we bring you season 13 of Album for the Day, we come to you after one year of episodes... We did not have an episode on June the 30th of last year, but mm-hmm. every other day we did. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think that we've, we've definitely got a hold of something and knowledge is power. And uh, I have filled my cup this year. <laughs> so we're bringing you uh, a second edition of uh, what we consider our Choice cuts, greatest hits, uh, our favorite episodes after one year. After the entire year, going back and looking at everything that we've done was really kind of cool. Um, learning about a lot of different genres of music, people I wouldn't normally listen to, um, albums I wouldn't normally listen to, you know, and it, it, it was just, it was really cool to go through that list. It was and, an easy way to step outside the box a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. And uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, every every episode, man. Yeah. Won't say I enjoyed every album. I, I think we established not. that. <laughs> I definitely did not. But these are, again, not necessarily what we would consider the greatest albums that we covered in a year, but our favorite episodes. So enjoy. And June the 28th, we revisit our Dire Straits episodes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, God knows, we already brought them up in a different episode. Hmm. Uh, so I guess this will make thrice that they've entered uh-huh. our greatest hits again. Uh-huh. Uh, Brothers in Arms, we did October the 5th during the... Um, what was that? Oh, that was the uh, number one, Squared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bunch of interesting stuff that month. That was a lot of interesting, cool records that we went through. That was one of. I, I really like this one. I think I feel like this is the strongest. You know what? Man, Dire Straits has so many great records that it's hard to like narrow it down. They all have different meanings at different points in life. And, and that's a good point. Is all of the stuff is very situational. Mm-hmm. And um, the self-titled album we did uh, February the twelfth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I I used to work in an ice cream shop when I was in high school, yeah. and the owner had like three CDs in the <laughs> changer, and one of them was Brothers in Arms. Mm-hmm. So I probably heard uh, The Walk of Life more times than anyone should. Um, but at the same time, it's a great song. Yeah. It's very catchy, which is why he put it in an ice cream shop. And there's money for nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your chicks for free. They're always free. As long as your brother's in arms. <laughs> I don't want my MTV. <laughs> or something, I don't know. Second worst guitar solo ever. <laughs> Album for the day, February the 12th, is Dire Straits. It is the first album by the band. 
It was recorded February the 13th through March the 5th of 1978 and released October the 7th of 1978. Recorded at Basing Street Studios in London, which was founded and begun by Chris Blackwell of Island Records. I'm telling you, the dude's a legend. Subsequently bought and turned into Sarm Records by Trevor Horn. Mm-hmm. Um, this album was released on Vertigo and Warner Brothers and Mercury and produced by Muff Winwood. Oh, if that man. last name sounds familiar, it's because he was the bass player in Spencer Davis Group with his brother Steve Winwood. Yep. His birth name was Mervyn. With a Y. M-E-R-V-Y-N. Mm-hmm. So, it's a classic name. Muff's got a better ring to it. Doesn't it? Uncle, uh, Uncle Mervin. This uh, this album was known for bringing us what is now one of the most iconic songs in rock and roll history, Sultans of Swing. Uh, one of the best guitar solos in any song ever. Like it's just you can't you can't deny it. You can't say otherwise. Mark Knopfler absolutely knocked it out of the park with the guitar solo on this song. It's a fantastic song. This album, uh, you know, in my opinion, it's maybe not Dire Straits' best overall, but it's certainly, it's up there. I, I really enjoy this record. Um, one thing I really like about this record um, is the flow of the record of like how it starts, how it ends, how it, and like everything in between. It's like, it's a curated playlist. Yeah. It's not like it just goes in and, and it's just like they attack you. And then like, it's you, you're left with a bunch of nothing. It's not random. It's all deliberate. Yeah. It's very, very, very on purpose and driven, a driven record. And I really like it. But going back to Sultans of Swing, um, Mark Knopfler actually wrote the song on a national steel guitar in open tuning. And he actually thought it was dull until he bought his first Stratocaster in 1977. Quote, It just came alive as soon as I played it on that 61 Strat. The new chord changes just presented themselves and fell into place. Mm. I can't imagine what it originally sounded like because I know what it does sound like now. Yeah. But to know that it was pretty bass and unimpressive and an instrument literally injected new life into it. That's awesome. That's music right there. It's very cool. Yeah, and the uh the uh album cover, uh the artwork was designed by Hot House, um and basically they com- they commissioned a uh a painting by uh Chuck Loyola. Um, and I, I, I feel like there's a lot of times that the artwork really matches. I feel like this one is kind of like, it distances itself from the music. I feel like the it's music is separate. I feel like the music is very on purpose and I feel it's very like clean, precise. And I feel like the cover is very vague. I feel like the cover is more describing and this is a self-titled album. Yeah. I feel like the cover is more describing the band's name than it is the actual album. That is such a good point. I, I feel like point. we only have one chance yeah. to depict the, the, our name yeah. and this is it. 
the band got their name because they were basically out of money. They were in dire straits, and they all had jobs that weren't really panning out, and music was kind of their thing where they're like, all right, we have one shot at this because we're in dire straits. And that's basically how the band got their name. And, you know, that's that's a, actually a perfect example of – this cover is a perfect example visually of being in dire straits i think Indeed. you're i think you're 100 percent correct there excellent the uh so just to go back to sultans of swing because it is it's the track it's, it's the track of this i mean whole, it wasn't yeah. e- this wasn't even their biggest album yeah. but i really feel like this is a defining song oh by yes but what's interesting about it is the lyrics were inspired by a jazz band playing in the corner of an almost empty pub in South London. And at the end of their performance, the lead singer announced their name, the Sultans of Swing. (laughs) And Mark Knopfler found the contrast between their (laughs) mediocre performance and surroundings and their grandiose name very amusing as i do too yeah that's, that's fantastic. Uh, what a great it's we almost a band so in dire straits swing. to write them a song like hey no this is how you sultan to swing it yeah yeah no no, no. <laughs> this is how you do it let me show you yeah uh, <laughs> that's fantastic yeah well uh album for the day today uh february the 12th is dire straits uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day. Give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us, and uh, feel free to shoot us a request at album the number four of the day at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. And we're the Sultans, Sultans of Swing. I want my MTV. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Album for the day, October 5th, as we continue with Number One Squared this month. That is an album that was number one, while a single from the same artist was number one. And 36 years ago today, Money for Nothing was number one, as well as Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. It is their fifth album. It was recorded in late 84 and 85 at George Martin's AIR Studios in Montserrat and released May the 15th of 1985. It spent 14 weeks, 10 of them consecutive, number one on UK albums. Spent nine weeks at number one on the US Billboard 200. 34 weeks at number one in Australia and is the first album ever certified platinum 10 times in the UK. Wow. It is the eighth best-selling album in UK history, nine times platinum in the US, 30 million copies worldwide. That's a, that's a ton of records. That's, that's unbelievable. That's, that's an awesome. enormous amount. Yeah.
That's like the whole state of New York. Yeah, right? And, you know, what's so crazy, you know, like this album starts off with three just crazy good songs. So Far Away, Money for Nothing, and Walk of Life are, it's like, it's one of those albums you put it on and you're like, is the whole album going to be this good? And, you know, it it's obviously, it can't be that good the whole album but it is a really really solid choice you know yeah, everything can't be beauty you behind can, the madness. exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah and mark knopfler his he's he's one of those people he's one of those people that just sounds so original in his playing and you know they're the the voices you know you got sting doing backup on your you know on your album so funny story about how Sting ended up on the album. Did you hear that one? No. Uh-uh. So Sting also recorded at George Martin's AIR studios in Montserrat uh, with the police. They recorded Synchronicity there. And um, he happened to be wind sailing out there. And Dire Straits brought him up and played Money for Nothing and was like, oh, well, uh, you guys have done it. And Mark Knopfler said, well, if you think it's so good, go add something. Wow. So he did. And it made it the most iconic thing ever. he literally just mimicked, don't stand so close to me, except saying, I I want my MTV. Wow. And because that is an integral part of the song, uh, it is one of two Dire Straits songs in history not solely written by Mark Knopfler. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. I love that. Uh, and it, he adds such an element to it that it's, it, it wouldn't be the same like song. It's like the mandolin part yeah. in yeah. Maggie May. Yeah. It's not the same it's not without it. the same it. song without it. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I really liked um, uh, So Far Away. I think that's my favorite song on here. Money for Nothing is obviously that, you know, it's the song with the video and his, and his guitar playing is so, just so good. It was actually the first video to air on MTV Europe on August the 1st of 1987. Wow. It got 11 VMA nominations, won Video of the Year, and Best Group Video. And Weird Al made a song about it. He sure did. <laughs> Indeed, he did. As he does with every good song. Yeah. You've really made it when Weird Al gets involved. I think Kurt Cobain said that, didn't he? Kurt Cobain had a, did. Kurt Cobain had a thing where he's like, you know, you you know, you really finally made it when Weird Al does asks you to do one of your songs because Weird Al had done um, "Smells Like Teen Spirit," and uh, yeah, yeah, I love Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Well. Apparently, Mark Knopfler wanted to uh, mimic the guitar sound of Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Oh, interesting. Um, Gibbons said that he asked for his help with the tone, and his quote said, he didn't do a half-bad job either, considering that I never told him a thing. So I guess he just figured it out on his own. But, um, yeah, Money for Nothing is an interesting song. It has a uh, lyric controversy due to a uh, slur 
mm. of a homophobic nature that... Um, I wonder if he still sings that live today. I don't know that he sings the song much at all, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, it's been that big of a controversy. In fact, the Canada, the Canadian Broadcast, Broadcasting Standards Council banned the original version of the song in 2010. They said the societal values at issue a quarter century later have shifted and the broadcast of the song in 2010 must reflect those values rather than those of 1985. Two or three Canadian stations protested by playing the unedited version for one hour. And on January 21st of 2011, the Canadian Radio and TV and Telecom Commission asked the CBSC for a review, pointing out over 250 complaints erroneously sent to them. Oh, boy. They're like, listen, guys, you made such a bad decision. It's affecting us now. Mm. So on August 31st of 2011, they said the slur is inappropriate. However... With considerations to context, we're leaving it up to individual stations to decide which version to play. Well, there you go. Well, hopefully they make the right choice here, but whatever. Um, the uh, The album cover is very weird. It's like a guitar floating into the sky. Um, it's very surreal. It's very, very weird. The So the guitar that's on the front is Mark Knopfler's 1937-14 fret national-style O-resonator uh, that is the type of guitar is introduced in 1930 and discontinued in 1941. Um, and it's just a very... It, I mean, it's... I, I don't want to say it's an iconic cover, but it's a very easily recognized. It's recognizable yeah. for sure. Um, and the guitar just looks so weird. I mean, it's like this silver metal guitar floating in the clouds and it, it's just a very, it's surreal. Um, I, I, it, and it's so weird that there's days that I love it and then there's days that I hate it. It's like, it's such a, it's just such a but weird. It, you're being you're being stimulated either way. Exactly, exactly. So clearly they succeeded in their mission. Interesting note, the producer of this album was Neil Dorfsman. Um, he also won Grammys for Sting's Nothing Like the Sun and Bruce Hornsby's Scenes from the South Side. But his big break came when he was assigned to take over a project at the power station for Bob Clearmountain, who had another commitment. Um, he spent a year on that project and it produced 60 plus songs and won the Grammy in 1986 for the river for best engineered album, non-classical. Right. So it's nice to see how it all comes together like that walk of life. Um, they don't like that song from my (laughs) understanding, but I think it's fun. I think it's great. It's a song about a, subway busker who plays oldies and talking blues it mentions i got a woman bebop alula what i say my sweet loving woman and mac the knife awesome well uh well today's album for the day today october the 5th is brothers in arms by dire straits 
Be sure to give us a like, follow, subscribe, and thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woo-hoo!